Welcome into today's edition of the Just Talk Pod with George George, where week four recap of NFL Sunday. We're also going to start off the open uh, opening of the show with a little bit about the Seattle Mariners missing the playoffs for yet another season. And oh man, it's tough as a Seattle Mariners fan. Like this is going to be like a vending session, therapeutic session. You know what, man? Sometimes you just need some therapy in your life, and that's what I'm going to be giving to you right now. That good old therapy. <laughs> if you're a Seattle Mariners fan, now you can skip right into the uh, NFL Sunday edition of things. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been kind of crazy, crazy. I'm back in the states, back in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, no longer in Colombia. Gotta admit, love Colombia. Already miss Colombia. Love to go back to Colombia someday. Hopefully, uh, not too long and too far in the future. Hopefully, sooner than later. Um, gonna try to put up a special podcast this week. I'm trying to do a couple things we did in Colombia. So, and put them into YouTube so you can know more about it. And the first one is gonna be visiting an Atletico Nacional game, which was your soccer team. So stay tuned for that. If you like Seattle sports, me and Sammy are going to be having a special uh, guest on tomorrow's podcast, and that's Jermaine Curse of the Seattle Seahawks. You can look, uh, former Seattle Seahawks and Washington Husky. You can look up that podcast at the Sports on Tap Seattle or just having Sports on Tap on your favorite um, podcasting application. And when you find it, You'll see the sports on tap seattle so download that if you're interested in seattle sports of course and before we get started today here's a quick word from one of our sponsors all right so if you're listening to this part of a podcast you're probably a seattle sports fan you can skip right to the NFL Sunday stuff if you really want to. But I want to talk about the Seattle Mariners for a minute because I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter yesterday. We went into the game with a chance to make the playoffs. We ended up with 90 wins. And the narrative is so happy and so optimistic and so, oh, my God, the Mariners. We got 90 wins. I'm so proud of my boys. Grow up. It's time, if you're a Seattle sports fan, if you're a Seattle Mariners fan, if you're a fan of winning, it's time to demand more from this franchise. The franchise has literally, for 20 years, continually, continually laid an egg for us. We haven't made the playoffs since Ichiro Suzuki's rookie season. Think about that. Think of what you were doing in 2001. That was right after the World Trade Center went down on September 11th. That was the last time the Seattle Mariners were in a playoff game. We have kids who were born, graduated high school. Some of them may have even graduated college if they did running start. And they are now or seniors in college who've never seen the Seattle Mariners play in a playoff game. And we're celebrating like we are some damn achievement trophy team. We don't get an achievement trophy for finishing third in the wild card race. And FYI, there's two wild card teams now, so it's easier to make the playoffs. And they might expand the playoffs next year, so it might become even easier. We need to demand more from our organization. 
do you think Boston and New York are going to be celebrating making a one game playoff, whoever loses Tuesday, or do you think they're going to be demanding more from their organization? Do you think Chicago White Sox fans who are first in the AL Central just happy to be there? Atlanta Brave fans, Milwaukee Brewer fans, St. Louis Cardinal fans who ended up the season hot? Or do you think they're fuming that their team wouldn't be better and didn't win the World Series? And that's what we need to be doing as an organization, and that's what we need to be doing as a fan base. We can't just sit here and be happy that we finished second. And God bless Kyle Seeger. Seems like one of the nicest guys in organization history. And he had a really good season. He batted 212. 212. And we're applauding him like he just won the MVP award or led us to 12 playoff appearances. Since he, he's got a $100 million contract. And since 2017, the highest he's hit is 249. 249. He batted 212 this year. Hold your organization to a higher standard. Hold your team to a higher standard. We're not here to finish second in the wild card. And yes, I do understand the strides were really, really good. And I do understand the strides were pleasant to see. But if we keep the same team and we don't demand, you don't call in sports radio, you don't go on the Sports on Tap Twitter, retweet stuff and demand answers from our organization, this team that finished with 90 wins last this season has a minus 51 win differ, uh, run differential. That 90 wins will be 75. I'm going to go look at teams with around 50 run differentials in, in Major League Baseball. The Detroit Tigers, minus 59, 77 wins. Oh. Indians, minus 10, 80 wins. Hmm. The New York Mets, minus 32, 77 wins. The Colorado Rockies, minus 57. 74 wins. We're the only team with a minus run differential that was over 500. So we're doing it with a lot of smoke and mirrors. And I'm happy about this team. I love seeing Jared Kalenic get better. But it's time to pound the table and demand more from this organization. So we're not looking back next year and be like, 22 years without making the playoffs, but the boys got 86 wins. I don't care if they got 86 wins or 90 wins. I want to make the playoffs. And I want to compete for World Series, and so should you, too. All right, and now let's get on to our NFL uh, Sunday recap after a quick transition. All right, welcome in, YouTube audience. If you're listening to the podcast, you know what this part is. This is the NFL um Sunday recap week four interesting week as always it's gonna be a little short today we're back in the states so we're gonna give you game by game quick recap and uh some some thoughts on each game so we're gonna start off with Washington versus Atlanta Washington 34 Atlanta 30 Tyler Heineke man he the guy makes plays what can we say like I had him wait ranked way too low in my quarterback power rank rankings the guy does make some plays He's a good quarterback. He's a fun quarterback. And his story was remarkable. He said after the game, his uh, you know, he lived in Atlanta playing for the XFL and stayed at his sister 
and and brother-in-law's house on the couch, and he was kind of crying. Meanwhile, the Falcons are still the most tortured fan base in all sports. That team just fucking sucks, man. And finally, finally, their offense does something. Matt Ryan throws for four touchdowns. He's on my fantasy football bench, and they still uh, can't get it done against a Washington football team that really has been kind of disappointing this year, but they're two and two. Texans zero. <laughs> zero for the Texans. Fucking Davis Mills versus the Buffalo Bills 40. Uh, the Bills are rolling. Not much to say about this game. And the Texans are the worst team in football. Lions 14. Bears 24. After the game, Jared Goff and Dan Campbell came out with their quotes. And I'm sure this is going to turn around their 0-4 season. Goff said that Campbell told him it's time to be pissed off. So Lions are going to play pissed off from now on, and somehow they, you know that's going to fix their problems with the Bengals, Rams, Eagles, Steelers, Browns. Like this team could win zero games, and Dan Campbell can be out of a league, which I don't. I've always said he's never going to work, but he is entertaining. Meanwhile, the Bears are two and two somehow, even though they feel like an atrocious team. But they're right. They're right in it at two and two, and <laughs> that's why you got to look at Matt Nagy sometimes and say he did a good job. The Panthers, 28. The Cowboys, 36. The Cowboys are really damn good. Uh, Prescott looks like he's a top 10 quarterback. I don't know where he's going to be my quarterback power rankings. And Sam Darnold, man, without uh, Christian McCaffrey, look good. He leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns somehow as a quarterback. They were saying, you know, um, Michael Darnold uh, Vic or Sam Michael Darnold, whatever you want to call it. Colts, 27. Dolphins, 17. Every single thing that Brian Flores has done in the last two years with the Dolphins is to waste. They have no fucking quarterback. Tua's not the answer. Brissett's not the answer. They shouldn't have used a pick on jail, on Waddle. They should have went and got a quarterback. Or they should trade for Deshaun Watson and just hope and pray to God he's not in jail in a year or two or out of a league. Um, the Colts, meanwhile, are somehow one in three and still in it. Uh, that's because the AFC South is atrocious. The Browns, 14. The Vikings, 7. All right, here's the problem. The Vikings offense looked like the uh, the most special show on turf or whatever the Rams used to call themselves against the Seahawks. And then against the Browns, they couldn't put up anything. So it makes the Seahawks look bad, who are my favorite team. And the Browns, man, Baker Mayfield's not that good. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I keep trying to be nice. He's just not that good of a quarterback. He's fine. He's not a problem, but he's not going to carry a team. Giants at Saints, a game that fucking frustrated me the most. The Giants got a win. The Saints got a loss. Sean Payton, Taysom Hill can't throw the fucking football. Jameis Winston played a pretty good game. 17 for 23, was careful of the ball, 226 yards and a touchdown. Taysom Hill rushed for two touchdowns at the goal line. But the play of a game that turned it all around, the, the Saints decided to run a trickery play and have Taysom Hill throw the football. What happened? Intercepted, and the Giants came right back into the game. Titans at Jets. Uh, hey, Zach Wilson's at least throwing the ball around a little bit now. He's looking good. He's looking comfortable. So that's why you let a rookie quarterback take his lumps. The Titans, meanwhile, they were so depleted. No Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown, no starting center. I think they had five starters out. This was kind of one of those games where you looked at it and people were like, "Why? how did the Titans lose to the Jets? Well, that's because they had five fucking injuries. Chiefs at Eagle. The Chiefs are right back. Um humming along, putting up 42 points. And the Eagles, they won the first game of the season. But sometimes, man, you look back at week one, and you're like, oh, that was weird. And then this team is not very good. They are going to the Panthers, which you're going to probably lose. 
Buccaneers are going to lose. Raiders are going to lose. They might not get another win until they go play the Lions. And now the rock, paper, scissors playing head coach doesn't look uh, as uh, fucking cool as he used to. Cardinals at Rams, man. Car- Kyler Murray is going to vault up number one in my QB power ranking. He's not the best quarterback in the league. But this is the power ranking, and right now he's playing like the best quarterback in the league. And if the league season ended today, which it doesn't, he'd win MVP. But we've seen this story before. I keep warning you. He did it earlier in uh, last year where he was on fire the whole entire season uh, leading up to week six. And then by week six, he went right back down the earth. I'm not saying that's going to happen again to Kyler Murray because he did get hurt last year. But we got to be like buyer beware sometimes, right? Like you've got to be careful on what you're seeing, and we just need to see more from them. Meanwhile, Matt Stafford, remember when I said earlier in the year, I kind of jumped the gun. Matt Stafford, man, um, I said earlier that he has never won anything big, and he had it. Um, And then he comes right back. Then I fell in love with him, put him number one in my QB power rankings, only for him to lay a fucking egg. Seahawks 28, 49ers 21. The Seahawks got lucky Jimmy Garoppolo uh, got hurt. Now, we're going to have a full recap podcast on the Sports on Tap Seattle on this game tomorrow with special guest Jermaine Curse. Uh, if you're a Seattle sports fan, Curse, Jermaine Curse is coming on the pod. We're going to talk more about the Seahawks, a little bit about the Mariners end of the season. So you want to check that out. My thoughts on this game were um, looks like the defense finally showed up. And it's still a tale of two two halves for the Seattle Seahawks. The first half this time was awful, and the second half was great. Ravens, Broncos, the Broncos are fucking big time mad because the the Ravens ran the ball to get 100 yards rushing to keep their streak alive uh, at the end of a game instead of kneeling. Well, you know what? Broncos play better defense. Don't let them get those five fucking yards. And second of all, you know why the Ravens did that? They don't care about the Broncos. Everyone was... Uh, all about the Denver Broncos, man. The Broncos three, you no know, defense still wins championships. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> when you play the Giants, Jags, and Jets, you better start off three, you know, if you're a competent team. All right. Teddy Bridgewater, who I've never, ever thought was a viable Super Bowl playoff type of quarterback. He got hurt when 716, 65 yards, and had a QBR of 9.7. Drew Locke came in and did no better either. Steelers, Packers, Big Ben, man, he's done. It feels sad to say about a legend. We said it last year. Big Ben is just absolutely done. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are fine. They're 3-1 and one after that first game of the season where they just look like shit. They go play the Bengals, Bears, Redskins. Uh, Redskins wow, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. The Washington football team. And probably going to win three in a row and become six and one on the season. I and mean, then he's still going to bitch at the end of his season that the team's not good enough and he wants out. Aaron Rodgers makes no sense to me, man. And I'm rooting heavily against him. Buccaneers 19, Patriots 17. The Buccaneers, um, man, Tom Brady got it done. And it was an ugly, ugly game. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. You've probably heard every single thing you can about this game to a nauseum. But I'll keep it short. Tom Brady of course struggled. There's a lot of emotion in that game and Tom Brady's human and they did win the game 1917. And it probably felt weird as a Patriots fan. If you were watching the game and seeing Tom Brady with the ball down in Foxborough, needing to make a few plays and a few, few throws. Cause you've seen it on your side before. And now you know how terrifying it is for everyone else after the game, supposedly uh, reportedly, but uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady shared a long moment in the locker room. They, uh, you know, Belichick's not the most public guy. So that is um, why, you know, at the end of the game, they went for a hug and it was like a three second hug. All right. And that's today's podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Just Talk Pod with George Arjur, brought to you by the Sports on Tap. Please go share, rate, review, tell some friends about this. We're ramping it back up. We're in the United States now, so you're going to see a lot more of me, and I know that makes you excited. Um, Thank you for listening, and this is the Just Talk Pod with George Arjur, brought to you by the Sports on Tap, and cheers to sports.